example of they I don't know if you remember the the tagline of the movie was it's not a game. They spoiled end of <laughs> game so in the tagline. I didn't either. Thing. That's it's, such a good point. It's literally <laughs> the whole point of Endo's games. You don't know that this shit is for real it's at the end. For real at the end, and they spoiled it in on the, the poster. Oh my it goes, god! Hey, it's not a game. It's, that's the funniest thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that that movie sucked, man. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is uh, episode uh, number 20 of season two of the podcast. We are a podcast that used to be about books, and uh, we are not. Uh, but this is uh, the summer of fun starts now, you guys. We are all, we're doing so many fun things. Anthony, are you hyped? I am. I'm checking the weather to see where we're at in terms of 76 degrees and right sunny. now. And sunny. And sunny. That is, is a summery day. It's beautiful out. And we are having fun. Uh, so I am Alex Falcon. I'm your host. Uh, that's my co-host, Mr. Anthony Lopez. And we are sitting in your living room. Yes. Welcome in. It's lovely. You had a cat. And I just had a really good encounter with your cat. Yeah. Also, your houseplant situation is spectacular. Oh, yeah. Uh, You didn't even see the garden outside. My wife has become radically addicted to buying plants. I Uh, am also in that. It's this millennial thing where we're not having kids. We're buying plants. Yeah. it's. I mean, she's very into them. She's very into, like, uh, all, like very specific types well, like not buying what's trendy in plants which is a oh, very funny stop idea. It. Yeah, I'm standing I'm sitting next to a Chinese money plant. You're going to yeah. tell me she's not into trendy plants? This is the trendiest plant right here. I don't doubt it is. Here's the thing. She's a total poser. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's a spider yeah. plant. That is uh yeah. that's just a good one. This purple thing I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, she'll she'll be here relatively. She just got this one which yeah. has this really nice Beautiful, velvety red texture under to it. it. I yeah. love it. I like this one quite a I bit. I should know the name of that, but I cannot I cannot remember off the top but of my yeah, head. We uh, but it's nice in here. We've become a nice uh, jungle. All of them, I do want to mention, uh, since you've introduced my cats uh-huh. and these plants, all of these, safe for cats. My oh, wife good. takes that. Good. I didn't know how deep plants go in terms of bad for cats. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it's like when we go out to nurseries, we see people buying stuff and it's like... And she'll get upset? Yeah. Hopefully they don't have cats or like, oh, oh I, it's like this is really pretty. She's like, that will kill a cat. It's like, oh my God. I don't know why they sell so many beautiful things that kill cats. Why aren't there plant-safe cats? Why can't you just adopt a cat that knows not to eat your shit? That's a good point. I mean, we try with the spray bottles. My uh, yeah. my wife's trying to. She has these uh, full of poison. Yeah, these avocado plants. She's trying to go, uh, grow avocado oh, yeah. seeds and yeah. water thing. Yeah, and one of the cats just will not allow it. He just keeps <laughs> every time. Like we, he's really good about staying off the counters. But anytime, just a thing. you're gonna charge twelve dollars for toast. You fucking millennials yeah, a thing slap suspended yeah. in water and toothpicks. One of my cats. He just he sees it and he's like has to get it. Um, to it. Let me bring you in in case. Sometimes guests feel like they can't talk until their names are said. Uh, this is uh, We're good. Uh, making the debut on our podcast, sitting in the living room with us. This is Bjorn RG, uh, who is the host of the upcoming podcast, We Don't Need to Do This, and yep. is also the founder of the underwear company for big guys, Bearskin, yeah. bearskin.com. I don't admittedly know a lot about plants. I'm sorry I couldn't interject. Okay, so that's why Neither I, do I. That's I, the thing. I, I'm along okay. for the ride. My partner, however, does the same thing to our yeah. house, and mm-hmm. I didn't know the cats thing. I was like, I wonder if there are dog unsafe because like, we have a dog, mm. not a cat. You can't grow, grow a chocolate plant. No, tr- no coca. Yeah. plants. <laughs> uh, that's it's always a good plan, anyway. I didn't know shit. Like, so my wife, look, hey, look over here. Yeah. So 
my wife is using my collecto Batman Forever McDonald's glasses. <laughs> Uh, starters and and I guess I don't know what that is but I didn't know you can just take shit off of other plants yeah put them in a yes. cup I've had since 1997 yes and then turn that into a thing and it blows my mind and it's like you can't do that with all plants but with some of them you definitely can also your cat I know there's a lot of describing things that people are not seeing because yeah. they're at home but your cat on as if on command just went up and tried to eat that purple plant yeah. I mean so, we all, took I, a little bite we don't need to like describe the McDonald's collector well, edition Batman you, Forever yeah, cup. Literally that. everyone has that cup, right? <laughs> it's the hottest. I don't, item. I don't Do you have the cup. Flintstone ones too? So we had the those one. ones too. Do you remember when the Flintstones live action film yeah, yeah. came out? No, I, I remember. No. Okay. I didn't I did not collect those. I uh I don't know why the Batman ones. I've 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 lost and recollected these cups a few times in my life. It's uh, a very strange thing. I don't know. The Keeps Batman back. Batman so Forever, that's yeah. the one with Jim Carrey. Yes. So, like I mentioned, this and is Val. season two of the pod. Uh, which and is... Val, you on a first name basis? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> so, was like, oh, I better stop talking. Yeah. Oh, I just <laughs> cut you off in the middle I of the name. In. <laughs> I, just, I just like, you know, oh, yeah, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> Val. My buddy, Val. <laughs> My buddy. Good old Mr. V and I, <laughs> the original uh, bear himself. <laughs> so we're uh, we're talking about uh, this is the summer of fun. So we've been we've been trying to hype this up the last couple weeks. So for the summer, we've been taking a season two theme of Does It Hold Up, and we're applying it to activities that we did in our youths over the summer. So it's summer vacation, uh, and we are talking about whether stuff holds up that we used to do during the summer. Summer of fun. I could not be more excited. The Meat Buddies have been voting in their Meat Buddy way on activities for us to do. We have so many fun things coming up. To start us out this week, uh, to kick off the summer of fun, Anthony and Bjorn and I went bowling. Yeah. We're talking about bowling, which uh, just uh, as will become very obvious very soon, uh, Bjorn and I are into, and Anthony has nothing but disdain for. Not a fan. No. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I have some like... I. I like bowling alleys. I want to make right. that very clear. Bowling alleys are a great place. You like a place where you yeah. can eat, drink, smoke, and throw a rock at some other yeah. sticks. Well, here's the I like everything. So we went to we, a nice bowling alley. I don't, I don't like, like, so bowling is like, it's, it's fun for kids, mm-hmm. I think, and this is a good place for kids. But most bowling alleys I associate at least with like a place you like, you buy drugs, you yeah. drink in the bathroom when you're underage. Yeah. Uh, you cause chaos. Machines are breaking I all mean, the it's, time. It's a it's a changing it, business it, so much. It, yeah, yeah there, it is. The, it is. It's changing. Like because it used to be that, and yeah. all those are now gone. They're, those yeah. are targets now. Here. Yeah, there's a target with a yeah. bowling pin in the front of it, which <laughs> is the biggest middle finger yeah. every time. I don't even drive by down down Powell because it pisses it. me off. Yeah. <laughs> but I I still like even with what it is today. I I like like what everything that you can do in a bowling alley ex- like except for the except bowling for the bowling, bowling, bowling. you like mozzarella but, sticks. But I like the mozzarella sticks. I like day drinking. I yeah. like playing arcade games. <laughs> I like meeting strangers. Yeah. I like uh you just, like being among the blue collar people. Yeah. I like it's this like uh bowling alleys or like the like the. They're like what a kitchen is, but for general plate people. Like you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> a gathering. Facility. It's a gathering. It's the a gathering hole. of yeah. Like where people who have nothing else to do kind of conjugate. You yeah. know the way like people only like criminals and like. <laughs> There's that part in the scene in Rounders which we watched a few yeah. weeks ago where it was like. Uh, I'm gonna go cheat at this poker game. You go occupy yourself all night, and he's like, I'll find a bowling alley. Yeah. And just goes off to commit crimes. Yeah, there's like a vagabond kind of element yeah, to it that I, like I enjoy. That. Well, yeah, so there used to be... There's three bowling alleys that I bowled at seriously at various times here in Portland. And 
all three of them are gone. One turned into a boutique hardware store. And it's closed which now. Which also closed. <laughs> one turned into a Target with a bowling pin out front, and the other one is condos. So it is uh, uh, all of the cool, slightly sketchy places are disappearing. But these fancy-ass... Family uh, fun centers. Family fun centers, yeah. those are still... And, and they're getting further out of town because they need more yeah. space to be profitable. So th- we went to Kingpins in Portland, Oregon. There's another Kingpin out in Beaverton that is three times the size and is so she-she and fun. Um, but it's a very different kind. The only other kind of bowling that's exploding is like the $12 a game uh, upstairs in a fancy bowl, in like like pub, fancy pubs with a like gastro pubs with a little bit of bowling in the corner. But a good bowling alley like this, they're just moving out to the suburbs. Yep, they yeah. are. And it's too bad. Some of them out here like have absorbed all the leagues from those three. Yeah. So like they don't even have like open bowling at some of them. Oh wow! Like it's hard yeah, to get a, lane. get a lane. Is that the future of bowling? Like, like it's like, also the past. Most but, most alleys make most of their money off leagues because you just fill it up for. But eventually, like it being like, if you want to bowl, you just go to a place and you sign up for a league and you do it in like. No, that so there's, kind if of. you if you if you don't if you're casual, you're still going to go to those. You're going to go to the gastro pub right. with a small bowling alley attached to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this serious kind of lane where you want to have like. A f- like uh, tournament quality facilities is going to be mostly lanes, or mostly leagues. So there's two things you make money at: you make money at leagues, and you make money at cosmic bowling, which I hate which so much. I also hate this. So this is one. So Bjorn and I met doing stand up, but one of the things I immediately uh, made me like you was that you talked about how much you hate cosmic bowling, which is the worst thing. But so let's get actually let's get let's get back to this. So Anthony, we're gonna we're gonna let's do all yeah. of our histories yeah. with bowling. So um, this this is something you've done as a kid and also recently. Yeah, bowling? Yeah, I haven't how been bowling m- in a very long time. Okay, I uh, I'm not not a huge fan. I uh, I yeah, don't I I constantly feel one I feel very self conscious with the when I bowl especially bowling with people who uh, are, a are good at it yeah. yeah just like form and getting up it's like I find bowling to a lot of be uh, on like a very uh, weird neurotic way like a group embarrassment exercise for myself uh, like I, I get up okay. and and I don't do well at a thing that other people usually do well at which is like yeah. just not like a very fun thing for me to do yeah uh but like i, I liked like the con- like uh hanging out with people and that's kind of fun but I just, i've never been like very good at it yeah uh and i don't really want to get very right. good at it yeah uh but i like all the things okay like bowling alleys yeah, offer like i like good. the okays okays kind of suck now because like as i showed you today oh they're God. mostly just what I, like a iphone games it's just giant <laughs> iphone yeah. games it literally they're literally just this is um flappy bird on a giant screen and then one physical button. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, and it's like I don't. I always kind of have this association with like beer pong too. There was yeah. a beer pong, beer pong game. game. <laughs> oh my god! If you have not been to an arcade recently, it, there was a beer pong game where there's just twelve solo cups, and I don't. They're like screwed down or something. Screwed down, and, <laughs> and you, you get, get tickets for tossing. The, oh my god! Just rewarding you to like get good at that motion. So like when you, uh, it's also a lot closer than a table. It was. It was, yeah, it was, it was small, only like it's for two children. feet away. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's for children. You know, it and scales t- out to properly. <laughs> and all the all the rest of the machines there give you tickets, but in that game, if you miss, you have to drink a shot of root beer. <laughs> just feeds it. Yeah, just That's teaching pretty, you. Man, brutal. that what a nightmare arcade that was. But yeah, I, I'm just so. I guess my thing was like I'm used. There was a hopscotch game. The hopscotch game. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Dance Dance Revolution, but it was just hopscotch. So it's just left and right. That's it. Oh my god! Somebody said that out loud in a brainstorming meeting at an arcade game, uh, Konami or whatever. Was like, you know what we could do? 
Hey, no one owns hopscotch. You know what? We have a bunch of simple sensors and kids who love to jump. Yeah. We have parents who need like, uh, we're getting like enough feedback from my parents saying our kids aren't exhausted enough after playing an arcade for an hour. We're so. going to do an episode yeah. about arcades. Yeah. We're at least going to do one about pinball, but maybe about arcades generally too, about ticket games and stuff, because I've spent a lot of time in arcades. Um, and I love them. And this was a nightmare for me. Walking yeah. to that arcade like really upset me. Yeah, it's it's a bad scene. It's now. bad now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so but, Bjorn, let's talk about your history with right. bowling. So, how did you get into it? How long have you been? What, you, what is your? So, I've been bowling pretty seriously for the last three years now. Uh-huh. So, not that long. I I picked it up when I was living in Las Vegas because I needed something to do in the summertime that wasn't Inside. that was a physical activity. A of little some bit kind. physical, but definitely still air conditioned. But still mm-hmm. air conditioning, yeah. and there was a bunch of bowling alleys really close yeah actually and I, I my partner joined i was making him do something because i do stand up so i'm like going out every night and yeah. he was just like getting way too caught up on too many shows so i was like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go do something so i got him to join this uh gay bowling league yeah. and then they only had three people on their team so they really needed a third person or fourth person so i joined right before and i was the worst one on the team oh so I that does not sit well with me. I'm just super you competitive. It made you get good at it. So yeah, and uh, in Vegas they're 24 hours, but yeah. between like three o'clock and seven a.m., all the bowling alleys are like quarter games or yeah, yeah, whatever. Because it's just criminals hanging out. Yeah, yeah, and there's 80 lane facilities. Like yeah. there's so many lanes. So I would just go every morning and practice a couple games nice. um, until I was passable. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just got completely obsessed. Did you did you bowl much as a kid? Was this no, a, I okay. didn't because I grew up in Montana, uh, and I was actually back there in my not hometown. Real bowling country in Montana. Not really. I mean, there's a bowling alley, um, but it's mostly a bar, and <laughs> um, but there's only like I think like six lanes or something. Because I I went there with my parents when we and my brother when I went back to visit them, and I was like, oh wow, this is really really small, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so yeah, I didn't really bowl much. I, I was like more like I'd go to a random birthday party here or there, and like. I also, it's like I grew up skateboarding and I needed something yeah. to obsess about that yeah. wasn't as dangerous and bowling. I could totally, just it's that this, I could see that same sort of a skill uh, where you just, uh, just get some new equipment and you focus on it and you practice yeah. the same trick over and over again like you would with skateboarding. And just hone in yeah. on, on, it's just, I mean, bowling is all about isolating variables and so is skateboarding. Yeah. It's just like each variable and, and like just trying over and over and over. And I mean, we can all agree bowling is not a crime, too. It's right? not like, a crime. Yeah. We've all well, seen it that classic different. sticker. It would be different if like, the only place you could practice bowling was on park benches. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you were always just like ruining a park bench by doing it? Just like a bunch of places just screwing metal bolts into bowling lanes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. If people keep <laughs> bowling here. If they hate it. Just like lanes in the b- behind like... Yeah. hotels and yeah if we, don't, if we don't put up these little metal chunks someone's gonna ruin this garden with bowling <laughs> it's gonna come try to bowl here that's really funny uh i um so i this is like something you know i mention. i don't mention on the show very often but if you've seen me do stand-up i make sure that all hosts introduce me as the 2007 walla walla valley bowling association champion for number one all events and uh, it's probably the most uh, my my best accomplishment in my life is that I won the city bowling tournament in college my last year of college uh, in Walla Walla. So I've been um, 
I bowled a handful of times as a kid. Yeah, it was always the thing I enjoyed. eating out on that every night since then. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. It's just anywhere riding I, yeah. that wave forever. I, I, yeah. I just keep uh, the pr- the trophy in my car so people might happen to see it. Yeah, you uh, can't go anywhere without Alex without people coming up getting the signature. Actually, do you want to know no. what legitimately the trophy was they gave me? It was a yellow snow shovel. That was Wait, there was. Real? Yeah, there was, and not even engraved. They were just like the, every year we give this snow shovel to whoever wins. Is it the same snow? Sh- no, like they, the same they, they buy the same to... model shitty snow. Anyway, um, uh, that was just the test to see if you would like beat him to death with the shovel and get the real <laughs> trophy. <That> was, <laughs> the, very, very. Uh, you failed, weird cultist. Yeah, yeah I, I, he's alive. So. Yeah. Well, hey, probably man, not. Bowling in Walla Walla gets weird, all right? I mean, we're going to talk about the satanic background of bowling, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah the way, I mean, the 10 frames, the knocking them down, it's it's all there. So I uh, I, I, I love, always enjoyed bowling as a kid, uh, but now, uh, it's there's so many activities like this, like, like darts or arcade games, where for a long time, it's like, this is just a fun random thing we do. You just, you throw it and you have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, Make and, children tired. Yeah, exactly. It's a way to make children tired. It's a great way to make kids tired. And then, and my favorite thing in the world is when there's something that seemed random, and then someone is like, "Here's what you change to make it make a difference." Uh, that is very addicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in college, uh, my buddy Tallahassee Mike, who was one of my best friends in college, um, who we we met hustling pool in the basement of our dorm. Uh, dirt, uh, like the second or third week of, of freshman year, and uh, he was also a pool hustler. It was great fun. We used to, I mean, I made a bunch of money hustling pool freshman year in college. Um, but we, uh, uh, he was also super good at bowling. He was like a competitive bowler through high school. He was on the this high school bowling team and stuff. And I was like, that's you can't be that. What do you mean? You practice? That's not it. It's bowling. You just stand. It's all random. Um, and he was like, no, here's the three things you could do to be better. And I got super excited about it. And then it just so happened that one of my mom's coworkers is a professional bowling coach uh, oh, as wow. well as a like she she knows him through teaching but he's like a bowling coach and so on the summer he was like yeah sure come hang out i'll teach you how to bowl so i got really into it uh in college and i got i got decent and then by the end of co- uh, college I, was, I bowled in a couple of tournaments and i won the city tournament in walla, walla mm. and uh it was a very proud accomplishment and it was like i don't know it was like like 800 bucks or something in a snow shovel it's not bad <laughs> that's not shovel. Uh, yeah, you really buried the lead on the 800 bucks <laughs> honestly i, I <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's fair uh but so i anyway and then i and i bowled in a bunch of leagues here but it was it was super fun in college because um it was i was learning a thing but also it was not a college league so we were the only two college kids in this in this small town where the college and the normal people don't hang out much mm. so it was like a, it was a chance to get out of the bubble and hang out with people and that was like one of the most interesting parts of it is we made friends that lived in the city and like did normal jobs we were on a team that was sponsored by a um a drywall company that did not use union labor and so it was like a really rich guy because he just didn't pay his workers very well and he like built all the walmarts it was like the best let's meet it meet somebody you would not meet in college uh it was the guy who we called the world's dumbest millionaire who owned uh he owned two full-size snow plows um just because he he thought they would be fun to drive (laughs) Just he didn't plow anything. Just he oh, would. He funny. had a cabin, so he would like plow up to his cabin. But it was just because he liked to drive a snowplow. Anyway, it was it was just a bonkers. The status character. of a snowplow in Walla Walla is uh, much well, higher yeah, than I, it, This is making it seem like Walla Walla is a very snowbound city. It does not. Uh, the snow shovel snowplow thing was not 
related to my normal What's life. What's the buy-in on like an if you want to sponsor an amateur league? Like what, what was he throwing in the pot? Like what? How much money did, was he trying to get laundered or whatever? The bowling, <laughs> the amateur bowling league. I feel like you just if you pay for the t-shirts, it's mostly you buy the yeah. shirts. Yeah, that's okay. the most. They, I think he also so you pay per game still when you're in the league, and I think he paid. Um, for like half of our games or something, or oh, one wow. game a day, one, a week or something, plus the T-shirt. So he's did laundering have, a little bit of money. Did you have to like pit his brand on your bowling? Yeah, ball? We, it, not on the ball, but on our T-shirts. <laughs> he's like writing it off. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, but it's like I got, I got kind of serious about it, and it was it's such a uh, it's super fun, and I still like it. So and then I stopped because all my bowling alleys closed. I didn't have a car here, so I couldn't like just take three bowling balls on a bus very like or on a bike very often. Um, so when I stopped be- and also I started doing comedy so I couldn't do every night like I couldn't do every Wednesday bowling league you know you could have gotten a locker right that's what that's what I'm saying. So, w- do. so once I my bowling alleys closed and I wasn't in a league I couldn't go to different places gotcha. to just bowl sometimes and I wasn't anywhere long enough to have a locker so um, it kind of fell apart it fell fell off and then I started hanging out with you and yeah. you mentioned bowling I was like I've been, and I've been thinking about going bowling again because we got a car finally and so uh, I went you know what normal people do when they get a car yeah. I was like, thing I've been waiting back 10 years <laughs> we got a car let's go bowling it was so good and so I pulled out my equipment I went bowling with you a couple weeks ago and it was yeah. the first time I bowled in like 10 years and it went Better than I expected. Like you, it was. You bowled over like two hundred on one of those games. I didn't did. You? I did. That was you, incredible. When you pull out a bowling equipment out of years, you have to like blow the dust out of the finger holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to like. Uh, is it's it's, uh, it it's it's a, in a bag. But what's um, the first thing you said to your bowling ball when you took it out of the bag? <laughs> Good to see you again. It's been a long time, darling. Hey, uh, old friend. Actually, it's funny you mentioned the thing about putting uh, logos on it because one thing we were talking about last week, Brian, was about how terrible bowling branding is it's so, so bad. tell us what one of your you, your strike ball oh it says like warning hazardous to pins <laughs> it's engraved on it i don't know if you saw that <laughs> i did so Isn't bad that great? Yeah. uh i didn't point it out to you because i wanted to tell you about it on the show no um very funny but they yeah they say some dumb shit so my bowling ball is called the complete envy it's not how people feel about another bowler no um <laughs> complete envy the the names are so stupid yeah and the buzz saw those are my two that i the bowl buzz. mine are the poison which uh-huh. is the one with the that's hazardous to pins <laughs> <laughs> in case you were wondering yeah it is bright off green i don't know what green yeah. that is that classic color off green yeah like a I mean, greenish you, yellow okay as someone who's playing bowling a lot and playing in leagues are you meeting the person that like that's for like are you meeting the person who's like i have had this yellow off green yellow poison bowl <laughs> bowling ball shaped hole inside of me for too long and i saw this ball I mean, that said po- hazardous depends and it was like fuck yeah it was like yeah mine was uh i went into the pro shop and i was like do you have anything that's on sale or cheap <laughs> and he's like i have this used one yeah. and i was like done so it was like a 500 dollars bowling ball i got for like 100 bucks yeah jesus but the, somewhere there is some guy who saw that bowling ball and saw that logo and was like cool like yeah. yes this for is sure what those sold guys it for yeah. the guys i bowled with in walla walla besides being like snowplow owners were also just like guys who like to drink 12 or 13 beers a night and then drive home it was not a yeah. healthy environment uh by any means uh part of the reason i got into bowling though too is because i wasn't drinking i have been drinking lately but i wasn't drinking and i needed something for all my friends to do well, I needed something to do because I get really bored at bars. Yeah. After hey. a couple hours of everyone drinking and I've just had like nine Cokes and a bottle of water. 
I need an activity yeah, to take. Yeah, it makes sense. So bowling was always kind of like that happy medium where I could get my friends to so, just go out and do stuff. So Anthony, what was the thing that happened to you originally that made you not like it? And did it change today when you were bowling with us? No, I mean, so like bowling's a fine... My thing is like, I like, like I said, everything you can do yeah. in a bowling alley yeah. besides bowling yeah. it. And I like like playing a game while hanging out trying to score some weed, right? Like that's <laughs> that's like a fine way to spend a little bit of time, right? right that's, to, bowling's okay for that. So now that weed's legal, yeah. is it not fun at all? No, because then you're just finding other drugs okay. or you're doing whatever, you know? Okay, but so so but, uh, how was it bowling with us? It was good. Because both mean, of us were serious. It was a good time. I would like, I would step away for a minute and get a strike automatically, <laughs> which is really nice. I was the Anytime easiest Anytime Anthony was gone for more than 30 seconds, I got bored waiting for him and so I would just roll his ball. Yeah, and it was awesome. I love it. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, it was. It Do you was, remember how you did? Let's be let's let's be honest. Let's tell our scores. Do you remember your scores? No, I didn't. I don't know how scoring works in bowling. Oh, I okay. think it's all bullshit. Is, is it weird that I remember your scores? No, I think you got a hundred nine the second. I game got a over hundred the third game. Yes, yeah. that I did. Put I maybe I was gonna say I did pretty well, but I don't know what well means in bowling because, like I said, I think it's my theory is if you're bowling on house equipment and you don't care. The goal is just being over 100. Over under 100 yeah. is kind of the fun mark. Yeah, there we go. I had a good time. Because no one is like, yeah. like if you don't care that much, between 120 and 140, like what does yeah. that mean? But be below 100 and over 100 feels important. Yeah, I also, I want to stress, and this I know is blowing your mind, I bowl with both hands. Oh my God. That oh, was, will, okay. Will this nearly. is the most upsetting thing <laughs> for people who try. We noticed almost at the end of the second game, we we're like, Everyone was like, did you bowl left-handed that time? <laughs> Have you I, been always lefty and yeah, I didn't notice? No, you just switched off. You're yeah, a switch I just, hitter. I just switched off to you know, sort of like give the arm a rest, you know, ice it a little bit, sort of uh, see or how this next one goes. to show your disdain for the game. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. Because I asked you why. Yes. I was like, why are you bowling? You're not left-handed. Why are you bowling with both hands? And you said, what did you say? You said, oh, uh, I, have, I have no respect for this <laughs> game. <laughs> 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 And like that's like I obviously know that is like there is like a, a talent to it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a cool game. Like I was yep. like we were trying to not talk about it because we didn't want to burn stuff with the podcast. But I, I couldn't help but like I find other people's enthusiasm very contagious. If mm-hmm. someone's excited about something, I'm excited about it. Yep. And there's so many things about the game I genuinely do not fucking understand. <laughs> like it's a very simple game, but yeah. like how no, the, the scoring the works. The score's weird. Yeah. And we it were going to explain to you oil. Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. You're talking about oil and grain. There's all this stuff that's like, that's so fascinating. We were talking about like the machinery yes. and everything that goes into running the bowling alley. It's like really cool stuff. I just like, I don't know. It's like, um, I want to do all the things you do in a bowling alley and then just throw something heavy, which apparently, by the way, wasn't heavy enough for you two. <laughs> no. Which is another thing to really get in my head. I, I'm no, it was, it, was, I nice. it was heavy enough. That's why I was like, how? I was, that's why I asked. I was like, what weight is your ball? And you said 11 pounds. I was like, that's fine. I was. We were kind, yeah. we were kind of dicks. We asked what weight. And then when you told us, we were both like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. And that just suggests there's a wrong answer. Well, but we're no, not telling you Alex, why we're asking. Alex also said. Um, I do like a fourteen pound ball, but that's I mean, <laughs> like, I throw a fifteen and a sixteen pound yeah. ball. Yeah. But if you, were, I was asking because if you had said like eight, I would have been like, all right, we're gonna yeah. give you a heavier ball. Yeah, okay. we don't, we didn't want you to have a kid's anything a kid close to twelve. I was gonna be like, that's cool. Right. Like yeah. even if you said ten, I would have suggested you go up to at least like eleven or twelve. I mean, a ten bounces off pins like a tennis ball, so exactly. it would probably be better to get yeah. a little heavier, but. Well, I, um, I wish you guys had told me that when we got over 100 in all three games. You might have. Than, you yeah. might have uh, but you lose control. 
yeah, when it's heavier, it. then you have less control of where it's going. So yeah, you, and and I've seen you. You lose control when you're bowling. Yeah, that's, <laughs> as I'm not a graceful person in general. Yeah. And bowling really brings that out. Yeah, in a way that I'm not a big fan. It of. kind of showcases it because you're yeah. like in front of everybody. So the oil thing is another thing that I I that got me excited about this when I first learned about it. Is I also like when you, for real. Let me finish. <laughs> Um, Me too. No, I got really excited when, you find when I found out, out about this. A thing that seems random has this whole world underneath it. Yeah. is super interesting. And so when I found out that there was this whole other la- layer of this game that was affecting what was happening that I didn't know about, it was really interesting. So here's what's happening. So in order for the ball to not destroy the wood, they put oil on the lane. Yeah. And it's not just they don't splash it with a bucket. It is this little. Uh, it looks like a Roomba, and it just runs up and down the lane and applies a coat of oil. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they put it in a classic Christmas tree fashion, meaning there's more oil on the middle and less on the outside, and then it gets pokey as it comes to the first to the head pin. So as you get to closer to the pin, it's like a Christmas tree pattern of oil. And what that does is when you throw a hooky ball, mm-hmm. if you miss to the right, it gets to a dry part, which makes it hook more, and it comes back. And if you miss on the inside, it's super wet, it's super oily, so your ball stays in the line you're throwing. So what that does is the Christmas tree pattern helps your ball strike more often. It makes it easier, and they can do that, and that's cool. That's a normal house pattern. In the pros, they do the opposite to make it fucking hard. They they oil pattern specifically to fuck you up. So like the average that you you could have average yeah. 200 in a league fairly easily with practice. Uh, averaging 200 on the professional tour would be in, is very difficult because mm-hmm. the oil patterns are incredibly hard. And there's a new thing they do called sport bowling where you they oil the pattern every day that the pros were using on the tour that week. Because they change it up because they change on it up the tour. Day day. Yeah. So, uh, and like so each like some houses have certain patterns and they, they have like, like lame names like all, everything oh, else in so bowling. Dumb. It's like the Viper and like, yeah. oh, today we're bowling yeah. the Scorpion. <laughs> Yeah, and they're yeah, it's it's like the opposite where there's like less oil in the middle yeah, <laughs> and yeah. more to the edge. They do different or, patterns or so, even. So they're like making bowling lanes the way like certain golf courses. Exactly, are like it's or very like a, much like or golf. I guess the more like uh, a maybe a close equivalent would be like certain race courses will be yep. very yeah. iconic. Yeah, you know, like yep. I mean, actually, I think golf is a great example too. But yeah, they um, it seems standardized, but then every lane is every alley is different, and. Um, what one of the coolest things they've done in bowling on television in the last is like in the last few years they started putting a slight blue tint in the oil so you can look at the lane and see where the oil is heavier and where it's lighter so you can actually start to see that invisible world come out which i enjoy i love how you just don't you're just like nope still this no is i mean dumb. like oh, this is interesting i absolutely think this is like this is really interesting like, I, it's cool like i think that it's i think it's just like uh so it's a lot of like pageantry on like a fun hobo sport again. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, it's it's so interesting to me, and I like I liked finding out that like so there's there's different equipment you want to get yeah. for different conditions. You want to, you have to constantly adjust because one of the other things is they put this oil down, but then you throw heavy rocks all over it, so the changes. oil breaks down. It changes during the game, and when you go to and when you're playing on TV when you're on the tour. There's these hot stage lights that make the oil different. So there's people who do really well all day, and then they get to the TV lane and they'll mess up. I just I like I, I didn't like, know about that part. No, I also, it's less common now because of LEDs, but it used to be uh, a really big problem. I also feel like you give me so much shit for liking wrestling, 
and it's very it's, it's like we can really get into like there's a lot of the same qualities like if you get into anything like it's like it's very like it's very technical and very unique and there's like a real like artistry and skill to it sure um i feel like i don't know maybe it's just like uh i i feel that bowling is something that the 80s did something the bowling that i don't know if i can ever like the way like '80s bowling TV looks, and I was talking about like uh, my my grandmother was really into bowling, and so I spent a little bit of time in the bowling alleys as a kid. Uh-huh. There's just something very much about it that just feels like antiquated and something like old grandparents do. It's just I don't know. I so I do think it was. There are a lot of similarities. I see what you're talking about. I did watch a tournament a couple years ago where uh, Norm Duke threw a guy through a table. <laughs> and uh, but with a lot of hook, yeah. like he threw him full through. He well, gave him a spin as he tossed him. Who's the bad boy of bowling? Is that oh. Weber? I, it's something Weber. I'm pretty sure that's his well, last name. Well, it's Weber and Pete Weber. Well, it's the, young, it's the younger one. He was trying to differentiate himself uh, from his dad, so he'd throw these huge like he swore on TV and oh yeah. Well, there's and the there is a, another thing in the last five years, which is that the two handed bowling has really taken over. Hey, what does that even mean? So the way uh, we were bowling is where you have the ball in one hand and pull it back and then throw it. Two-handed bowling is more like frat boys where they would just put their finger in the mi- in the in the thumb hole. Mm-hmm. But you come out with hold the ball with two hands and then twist it with both hands. Yeah. And it puts a ton of spin on it and it looks real fratty, mm. but it's kind of works. It's sort of so taking up. Well, do you know over. where it came from, right? No. Jason Belmonte, who's uh, a professional who's, bowler. Yeah, incredible. He was the son of a professional bowler. Mm-hmm. So his dad started him when he was like a toddler and he could barely hold the ball. Oh. And so he would use two hands to hook the ball mm-hmm. because he wasn't strong enough for yeah. like the smallest ball. Well, then he got really, really, good, really good at like a super young age and was winning professional tournaments in Australia, like beating adults. Yeah. At this, oh, and they were crazy. like, "Well, once you're old enough, you're gonna start throwing normal." Yeah. And then he grew up, and then was like, um, "I'm still doing this," and just kept doing it. Yeah. And he made sure it wasn't in the, it wasn't anywhere in the rules right. against it. So he started doing it, and then he just started dominating the world of bowling. It's, you know what it is? It's it's just sort of like um, throwing a free throw two handed, like throwing a free throw granny style, yeah. which is like objectively better. And if you do it, you will be way better at free throws. But in the NBA, no one will do no it. No one does it. Looks dorky. Uh, and there was there were. Um, I'm sorry. Was, now I'm picturing Shaq uh, shooting well, exactly. granny so, style. So, so, was, so funny. There, I was, there His was a, percentage goes up like a thousand like, percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to say it was a 99 percent visible, but it could have been um, the ESPN podcast did an episode about this and about how much better it is. And ever there's always. There'll always be like one guy in college who shoots 99% free throw shooting that way. Um, But it's so much better. But you look so dumb that no one wants to do it in the NBA because the NBA cares about looking cool. And it turns out in bowling, you already look fucking stupid. So So everyone's like, yeah, let's just look stupid. Let's let's granny bowl if that's better. We aren't cool. Yeah, it's already not cool. Have you? Okay, this is a weird tangent. Have you played uh, cornhole or whatever where you throw the beanbags? Are you good at it? Yes. Cause I, well, I also used to be really into horseshoes, Okay, similar enough to bowling. Because I hadn't done it in a while, and then I did it recently after my, like, really getting into bowling, mm-hmm. and I was incredible at yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> like, I was, like, not sliding them in. It was just, like, yeah. landing Swish. right in. And everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why is Bjorn so good at this? So, I, I first of all, somebody needs to change that name because it's the worst name for a game. Or what is it called? It's bag? No, it's, people call it that cornhole, what it's but called? they need to stop yeah. calling it that. 
because that has other beanbag that is previously assigned <laughs> yeah it's um, another thing uh but uh yeah i so i i, I we had a, a horseshoe pit in our backyard okay. growing up so i did horseshoes all the time i got it at bowling and i and also people who are good at bowling tend to be really good at horseshoes so like i could see that working into cornell so yeah i've been always been because well, i mean okay it's just it. all about like you were saying it's like you, you develop a a thing that you do every single time yep. like the Repeatable way you hold motion. it yeah. w- the way that you like bring your hand back and and exhale as you throw it so when i do cornhole <laughs> should i not be doing it from a different hand each time from a different position <laughs> i feel Is like what i'm going wrong i mean I'm not that would be this? you're you the m- kind of guy i would walk up and i'd see you hacky sacking a cornhole bag <laughs> across the way just to see what happens yeah i mean you would never know right i just yeah i hope the, the point of all that because that's probably not great radio the point of all this i hope was to get people excited about like, there's something more interesting going on in bowling if you want so you buy a ball right you well, get a cheap used ball and so, just go try a few times so what got me also what i realized got me into bowling was as soon as i bought stuff i was like oh no i'm gonna get really into this because yeah. like you said when i first started it was so embarrassing to roll up to the bowling alley with my own stuff and just be terrible like yeah, yeah. that was really really hard for me and so that's that was like the driving force and of getting better yeah it was just to justify the fact that i had my own bag and shoes yeah well i mean shoes is a thing everyone should get yeah i feel like people should just get bowling shoes if you're gonna bowl four times this year get bowling shoes because they are because those house shoes are gross and awfully uncomfortable and you almost fall down every time it's like you almost fell down 20 times anthony yeah but that's mostly on me don't put that on the shoes <laughs> i do yeah, i mean that's all yeah. you. i would rather bowl on my shoes and a house ball than bowl with my ball and house shoes it's scary wait what yeah that one more time what was it that <laughs> the shoes the shoes bug me more having your own bowling sh- and they're not it's like 40 bucks for shitty bowling shoes yeah and they're, they're not way that. better um and yeah they cost you they also charge you every time to rent their shoes yep which yeah. it seems a little fascist, where they're like, you and, can't use your own shoes here, and you have to buy it. You have to rent these from us. And I mean, that's the one nice thing I have to say about bowling alleys becoming less shady, being dragged out of the darkness. The, oh, nicer the, shoes. The, the shoes are nicer. The shoes are nicer. The people taking care of the shoes are nicer. Yeah. You know, there's like, I've gotten shoes that that's I've true. been like, just between you touching them and handing them over me, can I get them resprayed? Yeah. There's been some gnarly people <laughs> who have worked in bowling alleys, right? Yeah. That's very true. I, yeah. I, uh, that, that also reminds me, um, there was that book like 20 years ago, Bowling Alone, that was about how the world is falling apart because people were not doing communal activities anymore. And I just want to say, I've started bowling alone occasionally, and it's great. It's mm. a really good I activity. love doing it's it. So, it's a very zen thing to do. You, and it, like, I like the hangout, but it, if there's no talking... You just you can just go and go. go. It's always your turn, and and you focus on doing the same thing over and over. It's very zen. It's nice. It's a good game. Um, Well, let's finally talk about the worst thing that's ever happened in the world: cosmic bowling. Cosmic bowling. Well, fuck cosmic. Okay, where's cosmic bowling? Like, so rank next to like like Christ bowling? Because we they used to do that Christ bowling, Christian rock. Like, that like sermons be, while you're bowling? No, they would just what? play exclusively Christian rock at this one bowling alley on certain nights. Instead, they would do cosmic bowling certain nights. And certain nights That's like be, a niching down of even worse yeah. cosmic bowling. It was Christian no, well, cosmic. If it's just the music, I would be fine with it. Because the worst part about cosmic bowling is the lights. Well, also, Creed was playing today. So right, we, we did it yeah. for at least one song. And it really did take me higher. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, bowling alleys... 
This, I get. I mean, maybe it's like again, but, like sort of the Sadia thing. Like I remember when you could like smoke in a bowling alley. Sure, right. You used like to be able that, to smoke inside in general. Like yeah, that there, there's something like vibe, like like run down and like grimier than that that I kind of yeah. like. That once you like start putting black lights on it and putting loud music, it just gets very strange. Yeah, I don't know. the black lights, loud music, uh, light the like lasers, the steam. All of it makes it harder to bowl. It's so yeah. much harder. Teenagers and they're just covered in weird fluids, so it's like gross. <laughs> it's just like the people you want oh, yeah, in the black light, that. the le- uh, or teenagers are honestly like just gross old people. That's yeah, another thing that love to bowl. There's young, just I, a lot of shapes. I kind of feel like the reason that they did cosmic bowling is because they just wanted an excuse to just charge you more. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like they were like, yeah. well, it's a busy. These are our peak nights. What can we do to justify the fact that we're going yeah, to triple like, the price? It's like uh, it's seven dollars extra because we put on black lights while you're doing it. That is, <laughs> we, we, we put on the lower wattage, cheaper lights yes. for a few hours. <laughs> this disco uh, ball shut off every you, other light. Yeah, you have a, you have a, this joke about it, but they basically just ruin bowling. No, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, on Friday and Saturday nights, they ruin bowling <laughs> <laughs> and charge you way more. And it, it's like a more money. It's to me, it's a lot like um, 3D movies. Yes, yes. Like they're perfect. charging you more for a less dire to make desirable it experience. I mean, I think Anthony I, will defend 3D movies. Yeah, and he's, this is one of the and many you things. have glasses though. See, that was yeah. that's strike one for me with 3D movies yeah, is double glasses. Yeah, double well, glasses. I, so I bad. think to me, I like I don't know. I I defend 3D in like the broad sense that it's like you like spending more money at no, the I'm, theater. That, it's it's another tool in an Otis toolbox, right? So like, if a movie is designed with it in mind, I I will see it. If like this is what like a they intended and shot and designed it with right cosmic bowling is not that like they didn't design the game of bowling with like and with, then with disco balls yeah, in it mind. Would be loud it'd be like it's more of like it was like i want to go golfing on this night but what if we just make it tougher to see or something like that it's pitting it on like a wildly different sport you know i there is top golf too by the way which isn't that that it's just cosmic golf is that do, a, do they really do like lights and shit? Well, at least the one in Vegas. I don't know the one out here. I've only driven by it in the uh-huh. daytime. The one in Beaverton. But is it like a? I thought that was just like a party, and it wasn't a real. Go- it was like just. Driving oh no, it's, range a, or it's a driving range. Yeah, but they have like crazy party lights and. Oh god. I know that uh, the one in Vegas, I remember Lil John was headlining one night. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he was headlining a golf? He was headlining Top Golf, which is. A, oh, that's weird. Headlining a, um, a driving range. But yeah, that's like, there's not a lot of sports where they would do that. No. Where they just, no. like, will charge amateurs extra to play this bad. And drunk. And drunk. Yeah. yeah. Like, take all the, the things that are terrible about a dance club and just, like, put it on a sport. Yeah. What, what are you, like, uh, what are you into? What's a physical what sport into? that you actually what? enjoy? Besides, yeah. like, what? Yeah, what's the most that you enjoy a, a game, a physical sport? Not a real, not a real physical game guy. I I get my exercise is a thing I do for me and solo. I'm not looking to exercise with people. <laughs> you know, I just uh, right, yeah, that that definitely backfired on me. That yeah. was a bad like. Yeah, I just, so I do you go like running? Yeah, It'd be run, like going run. running at a club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're it's like, like you're just running yeah. around the club. You're running on a treadmill. And somebody yeah. is shining a laser pointer in your face. Yeah, and I you're mean, listening to Creed. Yeah, if I if I was going <laughs> running and someone was shooting paintballs at me and charging yeah. me more money for yes. it, I'd be bummed out. That's I, what I'd that be would like be cosmic running. Yeah. <laughs> cosmic running. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we have a, an ad uh, to do. We have a new meat market item uh, today, so we're gonna talk about that, and we are gonna come uh, right back. So 
uh, stick around. As uh, as Bjorn, you were telling me when you listened to an episode to prepare for this, um, most people skip most ads. You don't have to skip ours because no. ours are dumb. I skipped it and then I went back because it was fun. Because it was really fun. Right, it's like, so wait, what's happening? We're gonna do one of those fun ads. All right, uh, so today we have another item in the meat market. You guys know the meat market, which is where we have people who are listeners to the show who want to advertise their own things. Uh, there's a couple of books in there. There's a graphic novel. Um, and uh, this is going to be our first, uh, I guess, non-book item, uh, which is that we have a listener in Scotland, David in Scotland, who is a, a jazz guitar teacher. Ooh. Um, and so you could take some Skype jazz guitar lessons from David. Um, but he isn't even advertising that part of it. He just wants you to go watch his youtube video so um let me give you wait, a wait you singular he only he has, has one he has more but there's one that he wants oh, you to watch okay. that's what he has sponsored um so we, we actually have three things but let me let me go to the top so let me let me give you the backstory here so um started a couple years ago when david wrote in uh and said uh this uh hi alex i'm a mostly economically inactive guitar teacher in scotland a couple years ago, he's more active now. Uh, I found reading weep thanks to my appetite for the good-natured and wise humor of Jake Johansson, who uh, I did his podcast when he when I worked with him here in Helium a few years ago, and then he did our show. Um, and it has been a little while. We should have Jake back on. Um, but uh, David continues. I've been meaning to thank you for some time for all the enjoyment I've had of your podcast. Um, despite your stated objectives of childish sarcasm and mean-spiritedness of the show, I really appreciate how you and your guests are relentlessly drawn to intellectual honesty and self-awareness. I have been increasingly disgusted by the lack of these qualities in your precise competitors. And if there's one thing that I like, it's when you write us an email that is not only complimenting us, but specifically insulting our competitors. That is a solid... I mean, solid opening. That's what podcasting is. It's winners and losers. I it really would love if somebody from now on. I'm going to require all complimentary emails also say something shitty yeah. about Radiolab. Just, yeah. I think Chad's voice is too high. Anyway, and then thank you for doing your podcast. Anyway, so uh, back to David. Um, so uh, he had said, if we ever get our shit together and reestablish links with the world of commerce, we will remember uh, the happy hours in your company. And we'll chip something into the pot. And now it turns out that time is has come. David is ready to chip into the pot by buying an ad for the meat market. He asked three things of us. Um, I'm the first. Okay, the first one I have some concerns about, uh, which is that he would like me to read a joke he wrote, and I've read it. And here's the problem: it's not offensive. I just don't get it. So he asked me to read it in a great comedic way, and I have not deciphered this joke so i'm gonna have you guys help me decipher this joke as i read it well i think you have to do it in a scottish accent that's very important (laughs) oh man i wish i could oh i should be reading this whole email in his accent yeah but i can't i think the joke probably works i i mean i won't hear it in any other accent from you besides (laughs) i'll just listen we know you have an an incredible uh you do great voice work alex you have a great voice for accents you're a bad person um i uh all right. Uh, let me let me just just re- I'm gonna do my best to just read the joke itself, and then later we can talk about the accent. Okay. So here is this joke, and I warn you, David does have a tendency to be long-winded. Okay. Okay. So here's the joke. This is part of this is what we're being paid to do. This joke, and I'm gonna put this joke in the meat market because that's part of the deal. Word for word. Wait, like they can buy the joke if they want? They could just go read it there. Okay. I thought you, you were saying you can go to meatmarket.space. 
which is where you find the meat market. I thought you were saying space. you were going to resell his joke. Oh, like if someone wants the permanent rights of this joke, that idea. It's another five bucks, fifty cents to un to see the end. You like get most of the joke, and then you click on it and you see the punchline. That's not a bad idea. All right, so here's the joke. First, read this joke. A raggedy stranger wearing a poncho and blue jeans walks into a busy bar. Attempting to be casual and adjusting his ill-fitting black hat, a boy greeted him. Good evening, hippie. Was a very aggressive, kid. We have a tr- we got a tradition in this town. Strangers, they tell us a joke. We like to laugh. People around the room snigger. Calmly, the stranger tells his joke. His voice is hard yet kind, and the joke is good. No one has the courage to laugh. So, okay, at this point, this is a story about a joke, not a joke yeah. yet, um, or maybe ever. But the what I love is he didn't actually tell the joke in the joke. It's like you, you guys, you were, when we watched yeah. um, uh, the the um, uh, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, mm-hmm. it's talking about sketch comedy, and then when they show us a clip of the sketch, you're like, oh, this is not funny at all. Better to keep it a mystery. Yeah. I mean, the only I would have been really into it if this joke had just kept going into jokes within jokes within jokes. Well, like, yeah, we don't know what the joke, joke the yeah. man told. It could have had another joke inside of it. But I'm on the edge of my seat. It's sort of like uh, the uh, um, Tenacious D song, greatest song in the world, tribute song. Yeah, where it's but like they don't this is actually. Oh yeah, it's the tribute to the song. Yeah, that's what this is. So this is all in joke. his joke. Everything you're saying right it now. It kind of just this is all <laughs> and your conversation yeah. parts. Are, yeah, I mean, so, I'm reading off the script. It's very precise. Let me go back to this. So he tells him the joke. Uh, hard. His voice is hard yet kind. The joke is good. No one has the courage to laugh. Interesting. Friend. How does he know it's good? Then? Says the boy. <laughs> You don't. Say, yeah, actually, that's a good question. Uh, no one. I feel like up. that's this joke. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we do, just don't have the courage. You just yeah. didn't have the courage to laugh. I, I mean, can we can we all just take a guess? At what do you think the joke he told was? Can oh, it's you? the one about three well, angels taking a piss off a cloud for sure. Okay, can I can I tell you what I think? Yeah. <laughs> the joke was, "Hey Alex," that's what he said. He said, "Hey Alex, uh-huh. uh, what's the best thing about being uh, uh, from Switzerland?" I don't know, Anthony. What is the best part about being from Switzerland? I'm not sure, but the flag's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's assume that, that was the joke. The man the joke. Yelled. He said, right, "That is a solid like joke. It's a solid um, little joke." Uh, so this cute. is what the, this is what the man has said. Uh, the stranger has told that great joke about yeah. the Swedish flag. Friend, the boy said, "You don't un- seem to understand. This here is a racist bar. Tell us a racist joke." Listen, son, the man says, I don't believe in race. There are only types of two types of people, good people and bad people, and I'm a bad motherfucker. The kid took one step towards the door before turning sharply and heading to the privy. Hmm. Kind of a like a fake out, well, a head fake from the kid. Um, the barman went back to piss in the whiskey, and when he returned, the kid was spinning his toy guns in the mirror again. Okay, that's the joke. Okay. That is the whole joke. Now look. Wait, maybe... Before s- you say what you're about to say... <laughs> Remember that David gave us money. Jazz, baby. That's jazz. all I'm going to say. That's it a is. Jazz yes. joke. He's it a is. jazz guitar instructor. This joke it's is jazz. That. It is. It's all of the yeah. punchlines he didn't say. Well, you know how like jazz. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. That was a thinker. It took me a second yeah. and I got it later. Well, I mean, do you know how like jazz is a whole music about like everyone sitting there and then like. You know when you're watching a bunch of people play jazz, they'll do this thing when they will like just someone will go like bop instead of boop and then everyone laughs like it's the funniest thing they've ever seen and you're on the crowd like, what was so funny about what he just did? (laughs) 
Right. Why is this? Why is this guy going on a solo for thirty seconds? The funniest thing to you guys right now. What's so funny about this? This joke feels like that. This joke feels like someone if like if if we were on stage. And I told that story, and then we just laughed like it was the funniest thing, but no one else did. That's a jazz joke. That would be. <laughs> I like the idea. I mean, if, if a comic told me, it was like, well, I told this joke, I, uh, I tell it everywhere, no one ever has the courage to laugh, your joke might not be good. It might be a bad joke. It's not courage. There's uh, no comic where it's like you never got laughs during your lifetime, but like posthumously yeah. you're famous. It's not like painting or music where we can just, we didn't appreciate it. But then, and yeah, then now, now we're like, oh, we get it. Humor you, is more communicated. So I've, I maybe know. this, uh, here's my thought. Maybe spinning guns on his hip, what is it? Something like the that? The kid is uh, spinning his toy guns in the mirror again. Maybe that's a phrase that we are unaware of. It's a classic like, Scottish like it's a witticism. <laughs> like it's a callback to something that we didn't realize. Maybe, you know, you know like, uh, it, that it, classic thing in Scotland they always say, well, he's spinning his toy guns in the mirror again. Alex, it's looking like you forgot to include that the subject of this email is called the aristocrats. <laughs> that's what it says right there. <laughs> that's how we should, we should yeah, it's, If I had just said the aristocrats yeah, at yeah, the end the of that... Well, he, uh, the, the, the boy is like, wait, what do you call that joke? That would have been the end. The aristocrats. Um, well, here's the thing. We technically did the job we were supposed to of uh, uh, reading the joke that yeah. he sponsored. So that, that is a sponsored joke. Um, I mean, are you sure? Okay, are we positive that he didn't just send you like an activation phrase for like... Oh, man. Tonino, Some, like, somebody just killed the president. Yeah, we don't like, know why. I'm pretty sure oh. he just had you read out the script. Again, without editorializing, written word for word, and exactly <laughs> what he wanted us to say. With all of that. Very specific. There. I feel like it was like, I mean, I appreciated how it was like a novelist telling a yeah, guy I mean, walked into the bar. Like, you could cut it all the way down to that. Yeah, so if we were giving joke without advice, all the would definitely be a guy walks into a bar instead of, uh, you know, the classic joke introduction. You know, a raggedy stranger wearing a poncho and blue jeans walks into a busy bar and silently. Well, try try saying it just like, yeah, guy walks into a bar, so tells guy, a joke, guy nobody walks, laughs, and then he comes back, and uh, the boy is just okay. spinning his guns in the mirror yeah, again. So here's, here's how I would tell this joke, right? Uh, so a, uh, a guy walks into a bar, right? And uh, the bartender says, uh, hey, if you want to be in this bar, you got to tell us a joke. And the man tells a joke. Uh, What's flags the best a thing plus. <laughs> flags a plus. <laughs> and the bartender doesn't laugh. And he's like, sorry, man, this is a racist bar. You got to tell us a racist joke. And, uh, and then the kid spins his guns in the mirror. And then there's something about pissing and whiskey. Yeah, the, I, I drinking. Love, with, I don't know. So the kid, actually, I do. Of all the phrases in here, the kid took one step towards the door before turning sharply and heading for the privy. So um, this kid like faked him out. He yeah. juked him. He was like, "I'm gonna go to the door. No, go to the bathroom." And is a kid in a bar? Also, I like is the underage. Of, yeah, that's a good point. Why is this kid there? <laughs> Um, also, I like the idea that the bar is like so self-aware that they're like, no, 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 we are a racist bar. This is a, the rules. You see, because I feel like people who are racist don't usually label themselves that way. No, they, well, they're it's, like, it's also an exclusive bar. It's a Scottish bar, so it's just mostly really racist against the English. Oh, right? it's yeah. Just, it's not. Sure. Yeah. It's, everyone else is cool. But then those goddamn Yorkies. Is that a thing? <laughs> that a, Yorkies? Mean, that's a kind of terrier. Is that, that what you a, meant? Yeah. And, um, I, and I think it's an American. Right? Is, is Yorkies? No. 101 raggedy strangers walked into a bar. I don't know. 
Um, anyway, so that's his joke. Uh, that again, not it's my joke. Money well spent. Yeah, I think that's what that is. <laughs> that's and and to be clear, these are not the cheapest ads. You know, this is real money. No. Um, although it may have been that did his partner's money. It was a little unclear to me if this was. You know, that stolen. did feel like a joke that I read in the back of uh, Reader's Digest at some point. <laughs> I'm sure somebody laughed at like, the end of that joke for sure. That that. I should also mention, uh, without telling you too much about it, but uh, David is not a uh, short-winded fellow, so his, I, I've gotten several long emails, uh, and including um, when he was drunk, uh, uh, where they would not get shorter. Um, and also, he wanted me to he, he wanted me to see some fights he's gotten in on jazz forums, so um, uh, so I would take his side in those fights. So anyway, uh, so my- he had to create a profile in the jazz forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, there's no anonymous posting. <laughs> um, actually, the best. What you use as your your uh, avatar? <laughs> one of the like, favorite, actually one of the things that really did crack me up is that one of the I was reading through the threads and one of the threads someone had posted a question about jazz in 2007, and then the nobody it was a question and no one responded and that same guy posted in April of this year and just said to himself. Hey, Michael, I guess no one wants to answer your question. <laughs> and that was pretty good. A 10-year answer to his own question on a jazz forum cracked me up. How many How many times a year do you think he was checking in on that? Like, yeah, yeah. Still nobody. Did anyone respond? Still nobody. But then uh, David helped him uh, answer the question and taught, taught him about how to swing. So that if that is something that's interesting to you. Um, Wait, how to like he, fuck other people's wives? Is that what you mean? How to swing? swing. <laughs> you know, uh, is it a Scottish thing? I don't know what they mean. Um, I le- honey, I learned this in the jazz forums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They told me that our relationship don't mean a thing if we don't do this. Um, <laughs> bop. Everyone laughs. Okay, so that was number one. Number two is to tell people to check out his YouTube channel. So, uh, and specifically, he sent me this video for him uh, doing this improvisation uh, on the guitar in a in a staircase, um, playing a song he calls "Hail Bossa." So, uh, if you just search "Hail Bossa" on YouTube, easy enough to find him. Um, we will also put links in the meat market. How was fingernails looking in that video? I didn't get a good look at his fingernails, but he did specifically mention that he got a haircut for that video. Okay, I have a, a coworker who's a jazz guitar player, and uh, it's very interesting. Does he have to see- short left-handed? Yes, fingernails short left-handed, long, and then right-handed his, his right hand, all of his fingernails for are picking. incredibly long, and it's one of the uh, it's it's like it's. It's people are like always amazed and have questions and it's like some people are like oh you play guitar immediately yeah. can yeah. read it and then other people who just don't have that frame of reference see it and are like, just you are you trying to what is happening yeah, here? yeah. so long just, fingernails just are only by one hand yeah. for me yeah yeah you like I have a nervous <laughs> habit lefty but only yeah. to the left side so check out Hail Bossa on YouTube and again the link will be on Meat Market at Meat Market at Space and then number three he also asked that we tell people to go listen to Jake this. Uh, the podcast from All Things Comedy, which I will also put a link to there, but that's Jake Johansson's podcast. So, this is, what a guy. He heard me on Jake's podcast, and then several years later, paid me to recommend people listen to that podcast. So, you can go back and find the episode I did, or you can listen to all kinds of new episodes you've been doing. And you're sure this isn't Jake, right? (laughs) (laughs) Man, what if Jake, (laughs) what if Jake... Was so petty, and he, he like he was like, "Look, I want to. I don't want anyone to know it's me. I don't want to just sponsor an episode, episode, get people to listen to my podcast. So I'm gonna dig up a guy's jazz forum posts where he teaches kids to swing, and they're kind of mean in response. And I want, man, Jake, this is a weird, this is a weird uh, psychopathy you have, and Jake. Also, I just want to say, 
A lot of people sponsor for the same amount and get much less than this guy is getting. So really, <laughs> I I think if anything, this has really shown that get your money's worth with your sponsorship. Get three links. A lot of people send in just one thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, like last week we were, or a couple weeks ago we were advertising uh, Robin Bettis' book. Just the one book we recommended. Yeah. She could have also told us to, to tell about her, her favorite podcast. Yeah. And she could have told a joke. Although it, for, for her ad, I did read a whole book. And this was uh, longer, this joke. <laughs> this is a lot. I feel like I'm going to sponsor this yeah. podcast maybe yeah. next episode. Yeah. We could talk about your underwear. Or do you want that to just be... tell us a nope. joke? No. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, get you to talk about my underwear, plug my, my YouTube channel, and I don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, like plug that. And then at the end, Say I'll nice tell to you me. to listen to a different podcast. <laughs> Send them to your bowling league. And then a different bowling <laughs> yeah. league than the one you play. Different yeah, bowling oh yeah, league. People yeah. should come out and support you at your bowling league. All right, anyway, uh, so thank you. Uh, thank you, David from Scotland, uh, our jazz guitarist, for sponsoring the episode um, and for be- becoming a uh, Meat Market member. So go to meatmarket.space for these and all these links. Are there amateur bowling fans? Are people coming out just to watch league play? Well, families in Reno, they're forced to go watch. Yeah, sometimes that. So I grew up in Reno uh, and Reno is the home of the National Bowling Alley, the National Bowling Center, which um, they built for the amateur tournament every year, uh, the USBC's amateur tournament. And uh, that is sometimes they built it once for this. They don't they tear it down and then rebuild it every year. Well, it used to be so boring. It used to be that the tournament was in a different city every year. And Reno agreed to build this this one bowling center so nicely just for these people Mm. that they would come back more often. Um, So they come back like every three years. (laughs) Is it the one at the end of Kingpin? (laughs) Yes. Is it for real? I, I believe it is. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. I hope whoever like ran on like a city council platform of like I'm gonna bring bowling to fucking Reno. I mean, it, it actually has been great because there's so many because it's an amateur tournament yeah. and so thousands and thousands of people enter yeah. and they stay in the casinos and they gamble in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a stupid bowling fact, which was that the so the movie Kingpin, which ends with a million dollar first place tournament in Reno, um, which did not exist. Um, some casinos had the bright idea of having a million dollar buy-in tournament or uh, not, not casinos some bowling people decided to sponsor and put together this million dollar tournament and they were it was like a thousand dollars to enter uh, was how they were going to get to a million dollars in prize money um, but they were like they, they were working on they were soli- they were getting people signing up and stuff and it ended up collapsing because maybe they were scamming and it's unclear <laughs> but um, my bowling coach and, uh, one of the local casinos approached him and were like, you're one of the best bowlers in the city. We think you have a decent shot of winning this. We'll stake you. We'll pay your entry fee in oh, exchange wow. for 20% or 30 whatever. He sold action on his own ability to win that million dollar tournament because casinos will do that. They yep. just have people who are like, there's a good bet. We'll take some part of it. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Anyway, meetmarket.space. Thank you, David, for sponsoring <laughs> this episode. All right. Uh, now it's time uh, to wrap up this episode uh, by asking our question: Does it hold up? Or if you hadn't bowled before, I would ask: Does it staple? Although, actually, interestingly enough, this is mostly for you, Anthony. Um, so I was asking: Does it fuck? Yeah. And then everyone on the show was constantly grossed out by that. And so we tried last week to say: Does it staple? And that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a bunch of people on the on Facebook were like: Man, I really miss you saying: Does it fuck? 
because you sounded so proud of yourself every yeah. time and it delighted me. So now I just don't know. Am I no, grossing more people out honestly, or delighting them? I, I definitely say this week, let's play it on saying, uh, let's bring it back because I want to say emphatically, bowling does not fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is, that is like, it can be a good time. That's your opinion. But yeah, bowling certainly does not fuck. That is how I feel on it, on okay. this subject. It do, bowling with uh, us didn't change bowling, your opinion? No, didn't? Look, bowling alleys. Fuck. Okay? <laughs> Certain bowling alleys, at least. I'll give Most them that. Most of them, yeah. Yeah. Old school bowling alleys, fuck. Okay. The, the bowling alley experience fucks. Mm-hmm. Bowling does not fuck. I, uh, I was hoping that we could change your mind a little bit. We still haven't told, explained to you how scoring works, but... Um, yeah, we didn't get yeah. to that. Well, or like the hook ball. I had a big yeah. thing about the hook oh, ball. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if you learned Should how I to throw th- a hook. Yeah, tell it. So, so, okay, so the th- you were throwing a straight ball because you were throwing a house ball today. And the cool thing about when you start throwing a hook ball is you just are going to be hitting a lot more pins all the time. Yeah. So it's actually like easier once you figure out how to throw it, your margin of error. So like the more you screw up, like like when you were watching us, like we're, we're getting mad and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, you I, hit like all the pins down. I kept getting strikes and then complaining about it, which is not a charming uh, trait that I have, but it's because I was getting them wrong. Like I also one time when I was like 16 and really high on Robotussin, I, I, I hit an employee in the foot <laughs> two lanes down from me. <laughs> He he was walking down. He That's was walking back from uh, like fixing the lane because you mm-hmm. used to have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and do. I threw the ball and it went wild uh-huh. and it landed in the gutter and went and hit this guy. And in it the hit him. Yeah. It hit him. And he was in quite a bit of pain. <laughs> yeah, That's fucked up. That's so and funny. I think That's I may so have awful. been like seen the mountaintop of what bowling can give me like that that is that felt like such a good time i mean i i have a it's not as good your story's way better and hopefully uh my definitely don't assault people at bowling no they're good people it was an accident (laughs) i did not mean to do it no that was just a freakish accident that i was like i could not replicate that if i tried right that was pretty funny i i didn't think i could ever before I got actually into bowling, the best thing I ever did was I got really drunk at a bowling alley and I hit, uh, like, there's this thing that's called Deadwood. When you leave a pin out in, like, it, you hit it so hard. It gets hard, knocked over, okay. but it doesn't. It bounces get into away. the, yeah, it bounces into the gutter. I hit the Deadwood because I got a gutter ball and it bounced out of that and I got a strike in the other lane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a hell of a trick shot. That was, yeah. that was my claim to fame. That's pretty good. My favorite thing I've ever seen in a bowling alley was a very small child. One of those ones where they do hold with two hands and they scoot up and then they just kind of drop it and it takes five minutes for the ball to get down there. Yeah. And she rolled, it's like she's rolling like a three pound ball and she rolls it so lightly, it takes forever. It hits the head pin and the head pin falls straight back and doesn't touch anything else and the just. ball stops. <laughs> she got just the head pin, which I've never seen ever oh again. Oh my God. Yeah. She got just the one pin, just the front one. And it fell straight back, and the ball stopped. It was incredible. It, I mean, and it, and it looked it looked matrixy. It was just like poof, they both freeze exactly where they are. It, just it a, was crazy. There's a line in the movie Uncle Buck, the John Candy, John mm-hmm. Hughes classic, where uh, he takes the the nephew's bowling, 
and uh, that happens with the, one of the nieces, but it doesn't uh, knock over the pin. The ball stops right before the pins. Ah. And to make it feel bad, better, he says, is the point of the game was to get as close as you can to yeah. the pins without knocking like them over. quarters game. You'd be the greatest. Yeah. And I've always honestly thought that'd be a fucking better game. Yeah. I would want to play that game that's like, don't knock over the pins. Yeah, my, when my, uh, Tallahassee, Mike, and I used to, we'd, we played a game. Um, shuffleboard. Yeah, this right? was a shuffleboard, yeah. It we, we played a bowling game together where we would say where we would keep keep score on our own because so, the computer wouldn't know we're playing the game. But the game was to get nine pins. So if you got ten, it was zero. Mm. So sort of like like busting in blackjack. Yeah. And so um. you'd and you'd, you'd try to hit spares and try to get part of the spare. Like you try to knock down like you, the best throw would be nine on the first shot, but it's too risky. You might get a strike. So you try to shoot for like right or left side, leave four, and then try to pick off three of them. That's, and it requires a lot of precision, so well, it's a good practice That's game. how the way that I got good at picking up spares is I, my little brother came to visit and he told me about this other game where you just, you try to get lowest score. Yeah. So you go for only, you can't, if you get a gutter ball, it's a 10. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the opposite. It's saying. the opposite. Yeah. yeah. But so the, the best would be hitting just the two outside pins. Yeah, the seven and the 10. Mm. And so I would just practice that and yeah, I got good, good at idea. just hitting only the seven and the 10. But what that does is it gives you your whole range. So yeah. then you operate between those pins and you so now i know <laughs> exactly because i'm just changing angles i'm yeah. throwing over the same arrow every time and i just would adjust where i start oh this is i should have told you the arrow. this is the arrow is such a great thing to mention if somebody's at home wants just like one little tip to get better at bowling right away even on a house ball which is that there are these arrows painted on the boards and you don't aim at the pins you aim at the arrows because the arrows are much closer so you figure out a straight line and then throw at the thing that is the arrow that is along that line. That'll be just to be, and it's also a really good metaphor for other things you're trying to learn, which is like, don't shoot for that thing; it's too crazy. Shoot for the closer thing that you can achieve that'll put you in that direction. Yeah. Also, as people who are into bowling, if if you wanted to get into bowling, what's the one like exercise that you should work on? Because right? it's not like the mm. most athletic sport. But it, but it is doing a lot of wrist stress. It's actually yeah, yeah, it's very similar to rock. Cl- it hurts the same muscle as yeah. rock climbing if you do it too much. But I've never heard of anyone working out for that. Yeah, and uh, honestly, if you hurt yourself in bowling, tell people it's from rock climbing. <laughs> Be like, yeah, this is a rock yeah, climbing. Because I was on El Capitan this week, <laughs> fucked up my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, See, I would be embarrassed to say that I was into rock climbing, and I don't know why. Oh yeah, I don't know. Just not into it. Well, so okay. So Bjorn bowling. I would fun. say I would say bowl. Uh, the one exercise is that what oh, you're gonna ask? No, uh, I, was I would say if you thought bowling fucks. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, fucks. Yeah. But, uh, just, one exercise though, I would say just don't bowl every day. At oh, least yeah, go so. every other because yeah. that was my big mistake yeah. was I would just like kill my arm yeah. by bowling every single day or just bowl and like once one it's tired, game you're a not day. bowling as well. No, because yeah, then you're I, adjusting with a exactly. tired arm. Yeah, that's true. Um, but definitely but fucks. Definitely fucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I yeah. I, but, it, okay, it holds I will up. say fucks. I will give you bowling alley fucks in the way that it like. It fucks behind a bowling alley in like the <laughs> trash can area. Like it's it's not still a still counts, man. Proper. Still counts. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like for me, it's like a socially acceptable like I don't know thing that I can just go practice a lot to mm-hmm. just have something to work on. I yeah. need I need some like. I need some things. So like right now, my my goal is to one day bowl a perfect game. That's sure. like far off goal, and it's just something. My to goal is like a Dutch two hundred. What is that? A Dutch two hundred is when you get you shit, a on stri- <laughs> you shit on the lane. <laughs> it's a it's when you get a strike spare alternating 
every frame. You can oh. get a perfect 200 that way. Um, huh. And it's super hard. You, well, usually what would happen in a, in a, this is not for anybody but what? UBR. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm pretending Anthony and the listenership is gone by now. But it's when you're um, it's usually when you're on a pair of lanes and you like figure out one and not the other. Oh, okay. And so people, if you do that you're like, I struck ten times on this it, lane and I got ten spares on the other side. If you were doing that and you got like one thing that was like spare strike spare spare strike strike would you still count it or would it be like it's so that's not in a 200 memory. and also the math gets real fu- fucking oh, weird yeah, that way because of the way the spares and strikes bonuses work that's right because it's bowling is a nonsense s- <laughs> <laughs> hobo sport yeah, yeah. um here's, sport. My, here's my like, like one caveat though i would say about it it's like whether or not it fucks is that there is a weird thing where when you get good at something it can ruin the casual version of it. So yeah. because I started getting good at bowling, now if somebody was like, if I'm just like on vacation, someone's like, do you want to go bowling? I will, but it's not going to be as much fun for me. It's not. Because I'm using a house ball and house shoes and I feel like I'm going to fall over and I'm not doing well at a thing I'm normally good at. Yeah. It's sort of like if you only get good at playing pool with your own, own cue and then you're like, you're going to play on a house cue. It's just having stuff where you, ha- and then you lose your equipment is real and this, weird. This one really makes a difference. And like a huge difference. Huge difference. There's no like... If you go, if you if you're that person on vacation in a in a city mm-hmm. you don't normally live in, there's no equivalent of like, well, if you pay a little bit more at this bowling alley, we have nicer equipment. We have like slightly like rental. You can't pay like a few dollars more no, to get you have access to, to, drill, to nicer bowls. You have to drill right? the holes to in the your ball. fingers. Yeah, custom to you. you could you. There might be a place that would rent better shoes. I've never heard of that, but maybe yeah. somebody's renting real shoes. I mean, um, but no, not really. Um, Although if I was rich, I would be I'd just go like buy a ball and shoes for the afternoon and then sell right. it back well, to them it, after. Well, yeah, but That'd you'd be have a fun to. Baller I move. do want to ask you both as as if you <laughs> if you were rich, would you pay bowling alleys in your houses? Would, would you like oh, bowling fuck. enough? Yeah, like the White House. Yeah, to pit pit a bowling alley in your house because that to me is like a sign of like opulence. I would. I, like, I love that you yeah. asked this question because I do think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love to consider. Uh, uh, I've decided I actually would rather not have one at my house because for me, part of it is a, it's a thing to do with my life. Like mm. it's something, it's like oh, a reason to like leave the... Uh, I mostly work from home, yeah. so I also look for excuses to go oh, and yeah. be in the world and yeah, just like have experiences. And I, I really like yeah. that I'm a regular. That the I walk yeah, the into the bowling alley and nice. the server's like, "Hey Bjorn, how's it going?" You it, know, like it, knows my drink. Like, yeah, it goes yeah. the same kind of with like I, I know people who are really into pinball and yeah. are like don't want to own a machine because once you own it like the the you have to worry about the upkeep and all these like right. Yeah. It, it becomes a very different thing. Like maintaining. Totally. A, I couldn't even imagine what maintaining a bowling alley. Imagine you pay people for that. If you're rich enough to own yeah. a bowling alley, you're rich enough to have people take care of your bowling alley. So but. last question then before we got to wrap this up, but um, if you're not building a bowling alley, what is your one opulent, ridiculous room? What do you put in it? Movie uh, theater? Movie theater would always Basketball be, court indoors? Movie theater, really nice indoor pool is to me, is like, it's one of those, I wouldn't even oh, use it that much, but it's like just a such a sign jacuzzi of... Jacuzzi, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's such a yeah. sign of opulence to me to have like an indoor, an indoor pool. pool for at a person's house. Uh, but yeah, movie theater is like... You know what, I, you know what I, I've always thought would be rad is a, a creek running through the house like a yeah that, like a concrete where you had to go over a bridge between the living room and the dining room because there's just a creek oh like like the house in um incredibles 2 you know what it's <laughs> fucking okay How do you, <laughs> he listened to one episode of the show and we apparently <laughs> talked about incredibles 2 for 20 minutes but yes just like that just I like saw that, that and I was okay like, that's cool. what i've been telling i told my mom, I was like that's what i've been talking to you about for years i want a waterfall in a creek through our house into the pool sorry to bring that's it up 
Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I made it's that so work. It's so upsetting I mean, because uh, I... <laughs> you know, of all the things I do want to say, of all the things that you could put in your house, a creek going through it would be probably the... Like, we can set that up with a hose right now. No, but Give has, me I mean, a but hose. obviously some... a nice one. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But I'm trying to think of what else... Like, what if there was a special room that I would want. There's got to be something weirder than a pool. I You know what I would like is I'd like a bowling alley in a limo. That would be pretty. That's like, pretty there was wild. like a there was like a Looney Tunes gag where somebody like had like got out of a limo and like a bowling pin rolled out and they're like, "Sorry, I was just finishing that game." And I, you'd have to be on your knees to bowl, but yeah. I like that idea. That yeah, bowling alley. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's like a jacuzzi or just like super relaxing yeah. area. Of, uh, this is not that good. No. You guys got to do better. Like, I think it's because there's like Pinterest now and everything's been done <laughs> and you're just like, well. No, no. We're talking about like, we're talking billionaire. We're talking stupid money. Like next level. Yeah. All right. I'm going to just have yeah. to throw it out to listeners. And uh, everybody, please uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or email me podcast at readdeskroup.com. And I want to collect the best ideas for a room in your house. When you're a billionaire, like I mean, the, the most opulent thing you could have in a the room. most like nowadays would be like uh like a a VR room, yeah. But actually, that like prints everything in like one of those immersive VR rooms, like like they I have like the void experience, you know, where like uh like you're like you put on a helmet, but like everything in the simulation is like actually there in front of you. How about I get an yeah. escape room in my house <laughs> where there's like a full time staff pretending to be a speakeasy or whatever and like any and they have to change it each time so anytime i want to go in there it has to be new puzzles you have a, a west world in your basement yes that's yeah. what so that's the most popular thing is it's not vr i just have a troop of actors playing immersive <laughs> roles, roles. Yeah. just sleep no more you don't even can you going yeah, on in your i like basement. it yeah. i like it and you can change do you pick the theme or do they get to kind of like they, it's a new they surprise me. they do like it's a like new set every, like, <laughs> like i like the idea of an escape room it's like back to the future i have an hour I'm going to go see what the basement is right now and try to get back out of it. <laughs> All right. I All right. wonder how many they would have where they like didn't have, like you never went down there, so they just switched it up because they were tired of it. Yeah, because they're just sitting in there pretending to be like uh, working <laughs> at the desk, and they're like, he's never showed up. All right, now you're an alien. Go. Now you're a miner. All right. Anyway, that is, <laughs> I'm going to end it there. Uh, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with more Summer of Fun. Oh, minor, like, underground. I thought you meant, like, now you're... <laughs> oh, big difference. <laughs> I, thought... <laughs> I did I did an escape room that was like, you're trapped in a mine. Anyway. Um... <laughs> now you Now go pretend to be a teenager for Alex. <laughs> Very creepy. Sick fucking escape room. Very creepy. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back with more Summer of Fun. Um, I, the next two episodes, and I can't tell you which order they're going to be in because we're still scheduling, but we're going to go hang out at the mall for an afternoon. Woo woo. And we're also going to do a fast food collection. We're going to try some. We're going to eat a bunch of fast food that we liked as kids and see how it holds up. And we have really special guests for both of those episodes. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, if you have ideas for summer of fun, you can. If you're a meat buddy, you can go vote on them in the meat buddy voting area. You know where that is. And then um, if you're not, we will have an opportunity to sponsor a couple of specific episodes. So if your uh, thing that you want us to f- experience has not come up yet, you can write in podcast at readdeskroup.com and talk about a sponsorship. Um, and we'll have a we'll have a whole thing for it. But you can get in early if you want. Um, and as always, please rate us and review us in uh, the Apple Podcast Store. Four stars is plenty. Don't hurt yourself. Um, and Bjorn, so you, uh, for, so Bearskin.com. Bearskin.com. That's your underwear brand. Yep. You designed and run 
Uh, what is the? It's a, the theme is is for bigger dudes. Yeah, so we do small through six X. Uh, Whoa, for, for guys. Yeah. So we we have a huge side size range. And they um, breathe good. Yeah, I gave you a pair. Yeah. I'm definitely sponsoring my one favorite of these thing. Podcasts, by you, the way. I, I, you're welcome. I'd love it. Uh, but one of the things is uh, uh, I like to do is I like to wear that underwear and then go to a show with you, so I can say I'm wearing his underwear, mm. and then people don't know what that means. But it sounds fun. It's an inside joke for us. It's just for us, or I have to deal with it uh, because yeah. I have to come up after that. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Um, and then you're you're launching a podcast very soon. Yep. Uh, it should be out like next month, actually. Okay, we don't need to do this. So okay. if you're listening to the show in July or later, and if not, just write it on a post-it note. Yep. Or we... ask Alexa to set an alarm for July 1st to check out We Don't Need to Do This and tell us the... Again, that's about. the name of the show. It just it sounds, it sounds like you're trying to get out of this ad yeah. <laughs> at gunpoint. It sounds it like, is. look, look. Oh, man, we don't have to <laughs> do a Alex, promo. No like, look, we don't have to do this. I swear to God. Okay, we don't look, have to look, do it's this. Cool. It's cool. People stopped listening Terrence. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. what's, what's we don't need to do this? Oh, we just uh, we talk about things similar like this, like uh, with like bowling or something where it's it's we're both over 30 and uh, we talk about things that we definitely do like bowling or skateboarding or stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to do this. Like it's not. So it's just about like life electives. Yeah, pretty exactly. Life electives. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to describe it. Enjoy Thank that. you. Put Thank that on you. your show. And then I also produce a podcast. I'm not on it. Well, sometimes I scream ideas from the back, but uh, I produce and executive produce this one called Heavy Conversation. This is for Bearskins. This This is is for your brand, Heavy Conversation, which is about big dudes doing big dude shit. Exactly. Taking up some space. Yeah. Talking on... uh, Even if you're not a big dude. Speakerphone. Maybe it's an an interesting to hear two big dudes talk about, you know, going through life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, awesome. All, all of those will be also linked in our uh, in our show notes for today. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you. It was really great talking to you. Anthony, thanks for being here. Thanks for letting us use your uh, apartment. It was great. I love losing at bowling. <laughs> I, <laughs> you, did, you did that to yes. two people three times. Yeah, I think even if you doubled my scores, I don't think I would. Maybe, the last game you know? if you doubled, no. you would have still you would have beaten me doubled because you got yep. over 100 and I was at like 195, I yeah. think, for the last game. But yeah, the two previous games, like even with a Doubling might not have been enough. Yeah, I yeah, would true. not have been able to. So that was fun. Although that's the other thing. If you're, if you're thinking about joining a league, most of them are mm-hmm. handicapped so that you're really competing against your own historical performance and not about against everybody else. Yeah. Which is cool. And you can drink. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And you can cheat. It's pretty easy, right? No, it's pretty no. hard. It's hard because the ball yeah. is over there. You could, like, theoretically go in and edit the scores, but they sh- that'll show up. And people, people, that. and people get very upset. But you know what does happen? <laughs> One of the years my league's in Walla Walla, uh, the treasurer, so you pay money in every week, and then a big chunk of that comes back as prize money at the end, but not all of it, uh, unless the uh, 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 treasurer has a gambling problem and loses all no. of the money and just assumed he'd have won it back by the end so he is also surprised and then no one in the league gets any prize money at the end of the year sometimes that happens that's so you a Nevada thing for you sure can't, that was Walla Walla um, although really quick Nevada story uh, <laughs> when I was in Little League uh, the treasurer of our Little League it was, I think it was the president but the president of our Little League stole all of the money that all the kids paid to be in the league and then left town Wow, that is a uh, that is a low level con that you were like you you rise league. to little league president. You got music man. Bezel. I got music, music man. man. Little league, the worst. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one guy like no, I'm great commissioner of baseball for this league. <laughs> anyway, uh, those are just my two stories. I gotta go. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.